0: This is AV Social episode 52, where we talk marketing strategy versus tactics and how you can move from being a reactive marketing organization to a proactive marketing engine. The network for the AV industry.
1: What are you listening to? This This is AV. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV
0: Social, episode 52, Throwing Spaghetti. Support for
2: AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED, innovative audio solutions for every business environment.
0: Welcome back to another episode of AV Social. Today, we'll be talking about marketing strategy. With so many tools and techniques at your disposal, how do you tell what in your marketing plan is working and what isn't? On today's A.B. Social, we'll talk about A.B. testing, where to start measuring, and where Ad, AdWords fits into your overall marketing plan. I'm your host today, Kelly Perkins. Uh, our co-host, Don Mead, is having some computer issues today, so you're just stuck with me and our wonderful guests. Today we have Karen Kleindl, a fractional marketing leader and consultant. Say hi, Karen. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. And we have Jane Johnson, an AV social veteran, uh, owner and CEO of Pivot Communications. Hello. So today we're talking about marketing strategy versus tactics a little bit because I think sometimes as marketers in AV and marketers in general, we tend to kind of jump to the latest and greatest kind of marketing trend or buzzword, you know, there's There's, you know, social media, there's events, there's trade shows, there's collateral. There's all these different things that we use, um, you know, within our marketing plan. But sometimes we don't necessarily step back and look at the overall objectives and marketing goals for the organization. So I thought today we could spend a little bit of time with these two who are, uh, again, veterans in in marketing strategy and helping customers in the audiovisual realm for several years. Um kind of talk a little bit about their experience and some ideas and tips and tricks on creating a really good marketing strategy. So, uh, Jane, let's start with you. How about, um, you know, why, why is it important to have an overall marketing strategy versus just following tactics?
2: Uh, well, I think it's kind of like throwing spaghetti at the ceiling to see if it sticks. Um, you're just kind of taking a shot in the dark. Uh, you, if you want to waste a lot of money and time, then by all means, just launch into the tactics and chase the shiny object. But if you want to make sure that you're on point and you're going to meet your objectives, the objectives that are set by your company, you're going to be the most efficient and effective and you're going to uh, work within your budget. You really have to have a strategy. And, and it's a tough thing because it, it goes back to your intro. Like, people know what the tactics are. It, it's really easy to relate to. It. We know what Instagram is. It's, we know what all these these um, you know like what I like call the shiny objects are. But when you talk about strategy that's a lot harder for people to visualize. What what is a strategy? What does it look like? How do I get somebody excited about some strategy? Especially if it starts to involve research. It's you know I think that's probably why people don't do it. It's hard to get them excited about it.
0: Yeah. Right. And Karen, I mean maybe you could help us define the difference a little bit between you know strategy and 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 maybe just kind of reiterate what Jane said about how why it's so important
1: yeah absolutely it's really critical and you know for any marketing team or marketing leader to be successful it really does begin with what is that business plan and what are the business goals Um, if those aren't defined or written down really the conversation needs to start there because the only way for marketing to truly impact business is for it to be aligned with those business goals. That's our job is to allow the organization to reach those goals. So that marketing strategy um, really becomes the blueprint um, that guides then the tactics that we should choose. Um, so the tactics you know, operationalize that strategy and that vision that ultimately should drive towards achieving the business goals. And, and what's interesting is that I think a lot of organizations start marketing in a very tactical fashion, right? So we typically are led by a founder or leader, right? That's who has the vision that team of some sort that's executing that vision initially. And then they realize, well, we're probably going to be at a trade show, right? We probably need some collateral. So marketing has exercised their muscle in that way only within an organization. And I think what's interesting right now is that that's allowed um, organizations, that type of fairly successful, but, what has changed is a whole lot. <laughs> the buyer is in control. So now people are realizing, organizations are realizing, oh, why isn't that collateral working? Why isn't our sales team quite as successful as we used to be when we deploy um, plans like that? And the reason why is because that buyer is in control. So it's the whole idea of marketing strategy um, and connecting it to the business plan and directing your tactics is probably more critical than ever before. And I do believe that the organizations that are going to be successful are those that are going to take a pause and a breath and say, okay, I really need to understand what this marketing thing is beyond a tactic of supporting a trade show event or a collateral piece and really realize that it's going to become the engine of my organization.
2: Yeah, so- I would say, uh, sorry, uh, most of the companies that we work with, it, it is more of that reactionary marketing. hmm And that is the way they've always done it. And you're right. It has served them well. Yeah. But that does indicate that there's a great opportunity for companies to start to shift. They can, uh, by implementing strategies in a way, give themselves a competitive advantage because a a lot of companies are still in that reactionary mode.
1: Yep. Yep. And I think that that reactionary mode can be okay, but it's not sustainable, right? We know that we can see success with tactics and, maybe secure some leads, maybe have some positive impact on the business, but it's very, very short-lived. And and the challenge is that, you know, really building a marketing engine for your organization is the reality of the future. It really is. Um, But to do that takes time. And so, you know, lots of times I see lots of um, things about marketing delivering ROI, Well, sure, you can deliver ROI, but I will tell you the real, the only way that you can get to an ROI for marketing is if your sales and marketing are aligned, that buyer journey is well-defined, those KPIs and goals are well-defined so that you can truly talk about how all that comes together. And it really becomes, needs to become a cohesive, um, uh, cohesive approach that sales and marketing and leadership are all on board with. Um, And I think it makes the job of a marketer really hard because I think there's a lot of education that needs to happen to help organizations really understand what marketing is. It isn't a piece of collateral. It isn't a touchy feely thing. It's a real, real thing that is expresses who your organization is and really is going to be critical for your success.
2: Well, I mean, we have seen a shift in the AV industry where marketers are starting to get more and more informed mm-hmm. and, and that is the position they're in is trying to educate the rest of their their company and, and be that evangelist for the marketing organization trying to get buy-in yep. from other stakeholders so they can start to create more of that strategy. But again, it goes back to how do they describe it so it doesn't yes. just seem yes. like it's a sinkhole for money and time and totally. resources totally. And, and to describe it in a way that that everyone else can get on board and say, oh, I understand, because if you say things like, you know, marketing engine, that, that makes sense to everyone that's in, in marketing it is a little bit harder to get everyone else on board in the company. So that, again, it's like, we well, going to get a strategy deck out of this. Well, and it's,
0: and- it's, it's a real struggle. I mean, I've, I've struggled with it in many organizations. So, you know, that being said, what, how would you guys advise those audiovisual companies that historically haven't had a marketing engine or really a strategic marketing plan you know how how would you how would you recommend going from that kind of reactionary, you know, collateral trade show, you know, marketing tactical methodology to a strategic marketing plan? Where would you start? How do you? Would you what do you do? What do I tell these people? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we work with small, really pretty small clients. I don't know what type of clients you work with, um, Karen. And so, from our perspective. <laughs> It has to be fairly incremental progress. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just allocate a hundred thousand dollar budget to go do a big strategy exercise. Yeah, it, it just can't be done. Yeah, what we like to do, just at a, a minimum, we would like to have a conversation where we get, you know, the executive leadership in and really understand what are some of the goals driving the business. Mm-hmm. What are those revenue goals? And and if they've got revenue goals, like it's helpful to understand what well, what's driving that. Yeah, How are they progressing towards it? Where do they feel like they have opportunity? You know, doing basically your SWOT analysis, um, but more in an informal way because they're not going to take time and like, they're just not going to do it. I <laughs> can't draw it out. It's it's having it, that conversation. And um, and then from there, we usually try to narrow it down. Okay, then what's that specific business area or solution set that, that you feel like we can focus on? Because we can't do everything. But they don't have the budget to it. So we start to try to narrow down. Okay, where can we focus?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I heard a great quote last week. Sorry to interrupt, Karen. No. So it's like we can't do everything, but we can't do nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. True. You yeah. Know, so
0: even like you said, taking it one bite at a time, you know, not 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 throwing the entire sandwich at them, but you know, just a bite of a sandwich, yeah. you know, at a What's time. What's that quote about eating
2: an elephant like just yeah. one bite at a
0: time? <laughs> yeah.
1: I totally agree, Jane. It is really incremental and I think that it is important. You know, Kelly and I actually ironically sat in a meeting last week where it was like, well, all of our customers are different and all of them are important. And, and, and I think that lots of times I find myself, and it's probably true for all of us in a conversation for good reason, where there's, there's a lot of information, right? There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of places where you can go. But the only way an organization, frankly, a sales team, a marketing team can be effective is if you are disciplined enough to focus And Mm -hmm. to your point, Jane, it's figuring out where's the greatest opportunity, what's reflective of where you can grow revenue, but also reflects who you are as an organization and where you want to go in the future. So starting there and starting to show success in that area and surrounding it in the right way. I think what's interesting about it is as you build it, you know, there's some important things that have to be considered Is you know, resources, you know, not just dollars, but people. And technology, right? Those are really important pieces, and I think that's what's getting harder about, even more challenging about marketing. Is one, people don't really understand it, but people also don't understand how complex it's becoming. And and the key is to keep for us to keep it simple with them. But that you know, you have number, you sort of need technology, and you can't do it all at once. But you're gonna need technology to be a key piece of this, so that you can measure it, so you can optimize it, so you can learn. And build over time. And, you know, I consider myself a T shaped marketer. I can see the whole landscape. I understand things at a broad level and can go slightly deep in some of them, but I know exactly what is needed depending on what the client is trying to accomplish. And in many cases, because lots of the channels, whether it's a technology channel or social media or whatever content or whatever it is, you might need to engage experts. You need experts. You yeah. you go to a general practice doctor, but you're not gonna let him deliver chemotherapy to you. Like you really do need to go to an expert when it comes to this stuff, or develop your skills as a marketing team to do it. So how do you get the organization to hone in to what you were saying, Jane, on something specific, And then make sure that you're managing the success of that in a really smart way because it it will take resources, both people and money, to make sure that you can say back to that leadership team, here's what we've delivered. And those metrics right away may not be impressive because if you don't have the system built to measure it in an effective way and to deliver it um, and to say, hey, marketing generated this many leads, if that's what it is, how did the sales team do? If that conversation isn't cohesive and and continued – then marketing can't be successful because we don't have, we're not closing the loop with the team that's able to answer those questions.
2: Yeah. And I think a big part of it too is, I and mean, you're absolutely right about the, the investment in, in marketing technology and, and how that's, it's a big chunk of, of, it starts, it's starting to become a bigger and bigger chunk of, of the yep. budget, but it's, it's often those, those expectations because out of the gate, like I, I've never seen a marketing campaign just, perform perfectly out of the gate that's just not how marketing works it's we're we're meant to use our experience and the research and you know our strategy to to launch the best possible plan but it's not going to be perfect yeah and we go into continuous you know improvement and optimization from what we're seeing with the data but i think sometimes um clients and that's part of that education process we have to do with them is that there is this heavy expectation on marketers. Well, if I'm going to spend this much money, well, it, it better be perfect as right. soon as you launch it. And, and it's just not a realistic expectation.
1: It's not. And I think it's interesting because you don't, lots of times there's the same expectation on engineers or new product development, right? That, that is a very expensive proposition, a very expensive mm-hmm. process. And it's never right from the get-go. That is a process right. of fine-tuning and refinement to make sure that we're putting the right service to the right product in the market. And that, frankly, is no different than what it is for marketing. It is, you know, we're making educated guesses based on our experience in the marketplace. That is what it is is—an educated guess. There is no proven right Mm -hmm. or wrong way to do it. There are better ways and Mm -hmm. less better ways, I guess. But at the end of the day, it is about putting it in the market to say what's happening. And part of the problem is, I think, and and frankly, you know, I see a lot of the smaller to midsize organizations in the AV space as well, is that. Two things. One, understanding your audience. Understanding your audience is the most critical thing you need to do. And people want to say, oh, we know them, let's move on. You don't know them like we need to know them from a marketing standpoint. And that is absolutely critical. And if you think you have the information, we need to go deeper. There is more than likely the chance we need to go deeper. And if we have to talk to customers, if we have to do research, it is absolutely necessary. Because if you go in the wrong assumptions about your target audience, you you could be wasting money. Um, And so that is critically, critically important. Um, and so I, I think it really starts there and I lost my second point. It'll come back to me, but that was my
2: first first point point was, was like such a good point. It's like the, one of the biggest points out there because, you know, in 15 years that I've been working with pivot, I I probably could tell you because I can count them on one hand, the times that I've gone in and met with a prospective client or a client and asked them who is your target customer. And they've actually been able to give me an answer that I felt like you really know it is you're selling to Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and and if we don't have that yeah how are you successful
0: yeah it's key well and I would kind of you know to springboard off that too is you know for integration firms I mean they have so many customers (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) right I mean their customers realistically could be any commercial space or if you're in residential any home you know what I mean so it's like Find, finding that focus and that discipline mm-hmm.
2: and really honing in because on. That first part is usually the answer you get. Well, it could be anybody.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: Well, we can't market to anybody. It can't <laughs> be
1: anyone. It can't right. be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, remembered, I remembered my second point because it's related to the customer, if you don't mind, that I think one of the things that I see a lot and Jane, I'd be very curious of your perspective on this is that organizations have to realize it's not about them it's not their language it's not how it's not how their business operates it's not how their business is organized and it gets back to our conversation about the customer how does the customer talk about it what are the customer pain points how do they want you to deliver products to service to them because i think right now the, the this space is in a really interesting juncture of when are they going to decide to really understand that customer, and really build sales and marketing around that customer versus around organization. And I think many of them, I'm seeing a few that are evolving towards that, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there's a lot of opportunity still in this space to talk about your service offering and to talk about your solutions that surround the customer versus reflective of the the business structure of an integrator or a manufacturer.
2: Yeah, it, it goes back to one of your first points that it what they have been doing has been working well enough to a point. Yep, yeah. and so that it's all about them, you know, the way they have been marketing in a reactionary mode. It, it's just so ingrained, I think, even in their culture mm-hmm. that it, it's really hard to start getting that shift. We are starting to see it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but there is still a lot of that deeply, deeply entrenched in in these Mm -hmm. companies. Um, And I think it leads to a lot of frustration Mm -hmm. because there is this recognition that, you know, we're starting to fall behind Mm -hmm. or we're not getting the results that we want. We're very frustrated because what has always worked for us isn't working anymore. Yep. Now what do we do? Yep. Um, And, and you know, this transition into you know, a different way to market and even a different way to sell, going back to your point about, you know, the buyer journey and, and, and how the buyer is so much more sophisticated now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it's not an easy transition. No. And it's going to take some time. And it's, it's sometimes a little bit painful for these, these folks.
1: Totally. And I think the organizations that begin to do that will come out the winners. And that's, yeah. that's the state of, I think the, the space right now is that those that start to embrace that and make the investment and embark on that journey, because it will be a long one. It will be transitional, mm-hmm. but they will begin to win. And I think they'll see um, better response and, and a more positive impact on the yeah. business. But it's, it's, that. it's, <laughs>
2: it's trusting the process and saying, you know what, maybe I don't know everything about my customers. Maybe it's worth taking a look and saying, yep. you know what, who are our customers? Who actually are the people in the room? Who do we want in the room? Who's making the decisions? Yep. Are we missing some opportunities? Yep. And really, being willing to take a second look at their yeah. business.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. Trust in the system. And you know, the the challenges and, you know, to the fault of marketing in some cases there, you know, it's not like we're in the financial system, uh, an accounting person where you've got a balance sheet and an income statement, right? Like the fundamentals of marketing and what you need to do are the same, but the, the, the groups that you engage with do deliver a different product, right? So it's really hard to compare one group to the next and they're not all created equally. And mm-hmm. there are marketing groups out there that don't deliver a quality product. And so I think sure. that trust can be hard because there has, but in the past, I'm sure where organizations have been kind of burned or hurt by that. And so they're, they're hesitant. Um, so, you know, I hope that marketing can gain a reputation back or build that reputation out because it really will be important for them in the future. And, and finding that right partner is really critical.
2: Yeah, true.
0: So let's um, jump back a little bit. And we, we had talked about metrics um, a bit, but how important are metrics when you're creating a marketing strategy? You know, I we talk about ROI, we talk about you know all of these technologies that are available to help us read the data but but how important are
1: our metrics
2: really I'd say it's critical yeah. <laughs> how do you know if it's working
1: yeah and I think, I think that there are different levels oh sorry jane go ahead if you want. but the, it it's how do you, first you got
2: to decide what you're going to measure and what you're going to measure really depends on what it is you're trying to accomplish so it goes back into the strategy are you are you trying to change or shift perception of of you know your your position in the marketplace are you trying to drive sales you're going to measure very different things depending on what your objective is
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i think that you know kelly you and i have kind of been dancing on the around this one with a client that we're working with right now right and it's like I think sometimes when people say, you know, metrics and KPIs, they think they have to be super sophisticated, right? Like, and you can only really get what's the the lifetime value of your customer. What, you know, like just take baby steps, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're, if we don't, if we're, we've just rolled out sort of a new brand story that we think is going to be more compelling to our audience and hopefully attract more people, then you know what? They might be softer metrics. They might be, Hey, that increase, traffic to our website? What kind of reaction are salespeople getting in the field? I mean, you've got to put some things in place, but you have to define it. And so then some, some
0: sort of benchmark.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to Jane's point, it like, it is, it, it is dependent on what are you trying to accomplish? How does it go back to the strategy and the plan and the business goals, but define some kind of metrics, because I think it's easy to easy to make it really hard and easy to not do it, but just Put a few out there and start seeing how it's going and and measure it. And they'll just get more sophisticated over time. Mm-hmm. If but you need. can start – it can
0: start very simple. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to get crazy and spend $100,000 on a, you know, a measuring – dashboard, technology. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you can just say, okay, we're getting more calls. We're getting more inquiries this week than, mm. you know, two months ago or something. But starting somewhere, starting – putting that kind of foundation and that benchmark in place. So I want to jump into a little bit, um, kind of getting to to some of the tactics because we did talk a lot about marketing strategy and the importance of it. And I think we can all agree it's very important. Um, but, you know, we, we talked a little bit about trade shows as tactics, um, but you know, as, as the buying journey and has kind of changed over the last, you know, 10, 20 years, the internet kind of came into place and all you know. now that we actually have um, the ability to go out and research on our own and becoming those sophisticated buyers, what are some of the tactics that you guys are seeing that are really, really helpful that maybe some of our, our listeners could look into? Of
2: course, we're gonna hesitate to recommend any tactics outside of a strategy.
0: Fair enough, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
2: <laughs>
1: But
0: you do, I mean, you hear all these buzzwords, you know, you hear right. inbound marketing, you hear Google AdWords, you hear Facebook
1: sure. you know, well, it's,
0: ads and like you kind of A-B testing and all of these jargony words that I think frighten people off. <laughs> they scare me sometimes. So.
2: Well, it is interesting that HubSpot, um, you know, HubSpot, when they initially start talking about inbound marketing, uh, they, they pretty much rejected paid as the tactic um, for inbound, but they have in recent years, uh, probably the last couple of years, um, embraced paid social and paid advertising like Google Pay Per Click. And that's really, I think, helped change the conversation around whether you should be investing in paid social and Google AdWords. And it's they're both tactics that can be successful, but it, it really does tie back to your strategy. Like, What are you trying to accomplish? Who are you going after? And and you can't, you know, uh, with Google AdWords, I I have kind of mixed feelings about Google AdWords because I have seen people waste a lot of money on it and not get a lot of return because it is not an easy tactic to implement, um, particularly if you're doing search because you really have to be committed to the process. You've got to do a lot of keyword research and you've got to be constantly Monitoring and refining your keywords, and you've got to have a lot of negative keywords. It takes a lot of effort, and you've got to commit to that process fully. And and I haven't seen a lot of people do that, particularly when they're trying to manage it on their own. Um, you know, we actually work with a, another uh, partner to execute that because there's some uh, good resources out there that can help you execute it. Um, because it is a difficult tactic, but done properly. It, it can be effective. The other, I guess, the other really big um, challenge that I see is that they'll, they'll launch a like a pay-per-click campaign and just shoot people over their homepage with no thought to what path they want them to take or how they want them to convert. And then you've just spent—I mean, clicks can cost you a dollar to ten dollars, you know, just depending. And you have spent a tremendous amount of money sending people to your homepage with no thought as to what you want them to do next. And so, how, was that successful? probably
1: not. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there's, I've kind of looked at, to answer your question, Kelly, in two ways in terms of tactics, because I think there is a little bit of science and a little bit of theory um, to how to approach marketing these days. And, you know, I think there's kind of three key things that as you think about tactics, that before you jump to, to anything that have to be in place, and I really do believe there has to be a strong narrative it talks about how you're different, whether it's at the brand level or product level or a service level, mm-hmm. like we've got to have a story to tell. Um, what is that story? Um, secondly, those audiences, who are the audience you're talking about? And then thirdly, what does that journey look like? Because here's what happens is that once you understand those things, then your foundation, your your, your website is the hub. And if your story is not reflected at the hub, if your audience cannot see themselves at your website and it doesn't answer the questions that they have, then you've, you've fallen short. Um, And if it doesn't take them uh, most of the way through that journey, obviously there's other tactics that supplement it, but I think that you've got to understand those three fundamental things. And then you've got to make sure that the foundation of your marketing, which is your website, your Mm -hmm. social channels, and your content plan is where you start. I personally, if a client wants to start spending money because they need leads, you know what, if you need leads today, you've called this way too late. Because if your buying cycle is two yeah. years, then I can't tell you that you're gonna have revenue tomorrow, because your buying cycle's too long. <laughs> like, I can fill the top of the funnel, but you're not going to have any impact until way late. So right. if you've called me and you need leads tomorrow, we can try to get you leads, but it isn't going to close the revenue gap that you might be facing okay. today. Um, right. So we can do that, we can fit a, fill a short-term problem that you have and we can solve that but at the end of the day that's a short-term fix we've been talking about this a short-term fix we can do it but we're trying to build you a long-term engine something that runs efficiently over time so get your foundation in place with content website your social channels then let's start talking about the campaigns the programs that we're going to put in place and what we're trying to accomplish and what the proper tactics are um, to get to to uh, accomplish those goals and so i think that you know that's the order that I would start in with the client. Um, and that those tactics, I do believe that the most effective campaigns are a mix of paid, owned, and earned. But in most cases, Jane and I, were working both with small to mid-sized organizations. You're probably starting with that owned and earned. And that's why SEO and keyword research yep. and really good content are critical. If you're not doing that well, then you're not, your business isn't on every day. Because we know whether you're buying a car or a t-shirt or a pair of shoes or a computer, or an audio video visual integration system. You're going to Google search. <laughs> yep. Now know what you're putting in, but we better know what you're putting in, and we better know what what kind of content information that we need to be providing to you so that you find us, because that's how you- they're finding you. Um, and so that's the order that I would go in, um, and really, that's also where I feel like you know the way that I'm working right now is that I've got a whole network of experts because when I meet a client mm-hmm. and I better understand what their problem is, I want to tap into the exact right people at the exact right budget that absolutely can fit that exact need because every client is different. Generally, yeah. your tactics are going to be the same, but they are different from a budgetary standpoint. They're different from a service standpoint. They're different from an agility standpoint. And so i really wanting to build custom marketing teams around clients. So,
0: yeah. Awesome. And I think, you know, I, I think that's kind of a, a good summary of, of what we've talked about today. It's instead of, you know, like Jane said, going in and spending $10,000, you know, with Google AdWords or, you know, spending $5,000 on Facebook ads or boosting posts or whatever that may be, you know, it's important to have a marketing strategy. So you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall, mm-hmm. that you're not just wasting money and that Every single dollar you have in your organization is getting spent, you know, intelligently and smartly and, and, and that there's, you know, education behind it and research.
1: Um, well, and, your, and your brand is always on today. And so if your brand or your organization is on in the wrong way and you haven't done your research and you don't understand your strategy and you're communicating the wrong messages, then unfortunately you're on in a wrong way and in a bad way that, that it could hinder your business. Right. So well, thanks guys. I appreciate you coming on
0: the show today. And um let's close this up with uh Jane. Can you tell everybody where they can find you?
2: Sure, you can sometimes find me on Twitter when I have time <laughs> at um uh, at Jane underscore pivot. And you can find me on email but uh, much more easily. Send me an email at Jane.johnson at pivotslc.com, SLC like Salt Lake City. So that's where I am.
1: Awesome. And Karen, where can people find you? You know, obviously LinkedIn, you know, send me a message, link in with me there. Karen Kleindl, um, you can find me there. K-L-E-I-N-D-L because that last name can be kind of tricky. You can also send me an email. I'm actually in an interesting point um, in terms of um, setting up an offering. Um, I've spent the last couple of years really auditing the market and trying to figure out um, what this looks like and this conversation fits nicely into that. You can email me at karen.kleindle at And that's dot Y.com. So you can reach me at that email address. Congratulations. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find like me at URL. Yeah. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> um,
0: you can find me Kelly Perkins at Kelly P Perkins on Twitter, on LinkedIn, I am a very large advocate of the Ignite initiative. I work with NSCA to get young people in the industry, woo! And I do some marketing, um, consulting as well with folks in the industry because I miss marketing a ton and it's fun and I get to work with cool people like Jane and Karen. Um, But yeah, thanks for the episode today and I hope everyone has a great day.